podcast with Mo. What up and welcome to episode 40 of a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This week we have two guests. Uh, first one is Koopy. She comes on to talk about books because that's what she does on here. Um, we talk about our Patreon, uh, Party Favors, Umbrella Academy, uh, Russian Doll, and Crashing. So a little TV talk. And then we're joined by Chick and we talk more about goodie bags, uh, just birthdays as a kid, a little politics. He informs me a little bit about the Green New Deal because I'm an idiot. And then we talk about Alex Jones, Jason Witten, and then we have a top five favorite board games so um hope y'all all like that one also this week i'm going to change up the or this episode i'm going to change up the name of the episodes instead of being a quote from the episode it's going to kind of actually describe what the episode's about so everyone out there uh let me know if that's good or bad you know what's your opinions um anyway thanks for listening What up? And we're joined by Koopy. Hi. Hello. Um, so I need to say this is episode 40, and that's kind of a big Whoa. deal because it's technically episode 79 because I've done 39 episodes on the Pow Wow with Mo podcast that was like my true love, you know, of the podcast world. And so I was like, man, I don't know if we'll ever make it to 40 because I only made it to 39 on the old one. And that one seemed to take forever to get to 39. And I know I've been doubling up some episodes these weeks, so maybe that's why it's quicker. But that seems like a milestone. So now I can bring back top five rappers or TV shows, you know, all the ones I didn't want to really repeat that we did on the old podcast. So anyway, come back. probably try to bring those back. But I got to have the right co-host, you know, like this episode, uh, Chris will be on later and we do top five board games. That's a fun one for yes. sure, um, but I you gotta like have the right. Games. You gotta have the right, you know, co-host for the right categories, and that sometimes I'm makes it difficult. I'm a little disappointed I wasn't invited for that. My bad. Uh, what's your favorite board game? Well, the first thing that comes to my mind, I don't know if it's really a board game, but I really liked Guess Who. That it, I, was fun growing up. Um, I mean, it's kind of spoils the end, but I did give that an honorable mention. Oh, okay. and I included basically the rules are anything that came in a box in the board game aisle. Shoots and ladders was fun. I bet. Right. So anyway, there's some uh, thoughts for what's coming life, up later here. The game of life. Um, now, I do need to mention Clue. my patrons. Sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> mention my patrons. You can go to patreon.com slash podcast with Mo. And I have to shout out Snappy, my mother, Hurricane Haynes. Those are my three better fans that get shouted out on every episode. Um, anyone else should go there and give me money because you have it and I don't. And yeah. Help support the podcast. Exactly. I've almost got enough money saved up uh, in the little podcast fund to get a new microphone. That's fun. But, for you or for your co-host? Um, well, see, so yeah, right now we use the same one. But really, I want to get a new one for me, and then the co-host could use these two that are the same. But I need a new one of these audio interfaces because this can only hold two microphones. Even if I get a third one, I can't use three at once. So I really need to keep saving up money so I can get one of those. And you know me, I really want speakers. It's all I talk about all the time. Speakers are cost a lot of money. <laughs> They're way more expensive than I realized. And um, But you're not going to get speakers if you spend your money on a microphone. I know. It's struggle. I feel like I need a way to so I can sell some beats, and then I can buy speakers with that and feel like, you know, 
they paid for themselves sort of <laughs> sort of thought. Um, so anyway, yeah, go to patreon.com slash podcast. Um, you get all these episodes early. The last episode, episode 39, had like a two-hour turnaround time from the moment we sat down and recorded it till it was up on Patreon. So um, that's the sort of early access you get for as little as a dollar a month. Is that guaranteed weekly? What, the early episodes? Or the two hours? turn around. No, no, it was the fact Snappy got here early as possible on Saturday morning, and it was like, well, I'm up, so let's do it. Let's knock this out. So, um, all right, nothing. another thing that comes up later on in this episode, we're doing it backwards, but I don't really care. Um, We mentioned goodie bags, and me and uh, Chick, who's on the later half of this, we grew up in a town that did not do goodie bags at birthday parties. And so, like, I, I'll just let everyone know now that's our reaction. Like, what the fuck is this? But you were like, what are you talking about? Goodie bags Everybody are Everybody had a goodie bag. You were like, that's how it just was in well, Norman, like, Oklahoma. So, for example, so you're having a birthday party. I was um, one, I was a January baby. So, one year it was a snowflake themed, like winter themed birthday. And so, you would go down like the holiday aisle and find stickers and pencils. Like maybe it was originally set up for like a school party. I don't know, but you put them in little cellophane bags and it has like little plastic toys and maybe fake like jewelry and things like that. Stickers, tattoos. Right. And you pass them out at the end of the party. And I just like, you pick that up when you're getting your plates and your streamers and everything else. Like it's just a part of the party aisle. So did you never go down a party aisle? Well, again, we being Chris grew up in a really small town. We didn't have a party store. Well, you had at least a dollar general that has a party aisle. Yeah. And it has I'm all sure. that stuff. Doesn't well, it? My mom wasn't spending money on that shit, I guess. I don't know, but no one else is parent either. That's the thing. Like it wasn't like I was poor and we didn't have them. Like even my rich friends, they didn't get out fucking goodie bags. We always have goodie bags. Oh no! Just I can remember having a it, cultural even difference. Even like weird themes too. They have like the strangest themes. Like growing up, anyway. Now it's all geared towards like Disney movies and stuff. Or superheroes. Superheroes. Yeah. But like growing up, I remember I had a frog's birthday one year. It was like tropical frogs. Well, that's fun. Yeah. Had had. I remember I had a cookie cake. That so, was a big deal. Cookie cakes. Anyway, I just want to bring that up now, so that <laughs> for when later on, when uh, Chick and I are like. When did this happen? You're on the camp of it's always been a thing. Always been a thing for me anyway. Right. Um, let us know. Yeah, definitely. Around the podcast, let us know. Um, and then the only other things I want to talk to you about before we get to your books, because if you people don't remember or haven't listened before, uh, Koopy comes on after every month to let us know the books she read this month. A little bookish session. Last month, she got comments that, holy shit, she reads a lot of books. And I was like... Yep, but this month, not as many because it was February, shorter. But anyway, we'll get there in a moment. The only other thing I'm bringing about is we watched Umbrella Academy. Yes, I liked it. And I wish we had read the graphic novel. We need to get the graphic novel to thumb through. Right. I can see that it is cool. based on a graphic novel, if you're not aware. I would it's a show on Netflix. I would like to know when it came out because me and you both watched Heroes. And season one of Heroes is pretty good. And there is a lot of the storyline that kind of seems the same as Heroes season one. Yeah, like definitely people coming into their like powers. Like Ellen Page is Peter Petrelli and Klaus is Hero and with the time travels. Yeah. Or not Klaus. Uh, the other, five. Like, number five. Five. Travels yes. in time. So like there was just a lot of very similarities between like, I mean, me knowing how that ended, like, 
oh, that means Ellen Page will be the Peter Pacelli role. And anyway, there was just a lot of stuff to you're like, oh, this is kind of. I think someone stole something from someone, and I don't know who was first. Well, it, it definitely reminds me of Heroes, but it just reminds me of a general comic book trope. Right. Like some, some, now, go uh, The Watchmen, or however. Yeah, I, yeah, it's Watchmen. It is. I've never really read the comic book, but the movie has um, kind of like that same vibe as The Umbrella Academy. They're doing a HBO TV show, Watchmen, I believe, developing that at the moment. So, I don't know. I just feel like all those shows always kind of feel the same anyway. Right. But so, they're always really good. I like them right, all. Heroes I, was great. I probably like it more than you do. Right. Well, I loved season one, and I watched it live. Like, I, I was a freshman in college when that was coming on. It was the only channel I had was NBC. I got in the, the office that year as well. And I wanted so much from Heroes, and they came back in, like, the second episode of season two and let this huge plot hole to where you're like, what? No, y'all aren't going to. And then, like, as you go through season two, you're like, no one cares anymore. Everything that was so great about season one, they're just throwing out the window. I did. There were some things that definitely didn't like, but I felt like overall it had some really interesting characters come in throughout it did. the series. And I do like heroes, but it was just season one, I think, was so good. Hayden Penitary, shout out to her. Right. I like her. And you like Nashville a lot, or you did I until. I did until Raina James left mm. me. Uh, what's her name? Connie. Britain. Britain, yeah, Mrs. Taylor is what Mrs. I call Taylor. her. Mrs. <laughs> Taylor, she's great in everything. Why did she have to leave? She is good. Um, so, anyway, Umbrella Academy. I just thought it was a little cliche, a little predictable at times. I'm sure there's going to be a second season. There and are some really good characters. Ellen I Page hated is not Ellen the Page favorite. The whole time. I like number five, and then the guy Klaus was like, always stole the scene. And that's another reason I wanted to read the graphic novel is the whole time I was like, I understand Ellen Page is a good actress. Like, I'm aware of that fact. I did not enjoy rather her portrayal of that character, or maybe it was how the character's written, but the whole time I was like, this is so, I, I just hate seeing her on this. Every time she was on screen, I just didn't enjoy her. And I then, think that's just the character, obviously, but. Right. Because, I mean, I, we can't say too much, but I think that's just how she's supposed to be. Right. So it, either Ellen Page must be doing a really good job, maybe. <laughs> Could be how it was. Uh, and then we've started Russian Doll on Netflix. Yes, we've watched two episodes. Which is the Natalia, I don't remember her name. The chick from American Pie and Orange is the New Black. If you had asked me yesterday, I could have told you. And uh, Slums of Beverly Hills. That yeah, one? that was when she was really young. Man, yeah, I can't remember her name right now. But anyway, because of her, we like her as an actress. We wanted to watch Russian Doll. And personally, we're like, what, three episodes in, four episodes in maybe? I, I, think I do not find it that good. I don't understand the point. It's kind of more or less the gist is it's like a Groundhog's Day scenario. But instead of her repeating every day, I Bill Murray, it's like she dies and then she restarts, dies, restarts. Kind of like that Tom Cruise movie that came out um, and years ago. At this ago. point, she's just trying to figure out what's going on. So we really can't say because we haven't watched too much. Right. I, I really only think we're two episodes in. But she's died like 28 times already. I know, but that's been like the point of episode two is like she she can't figure it out. Right. Like, <laughs> so anyway, I hope it gets – I just hope it gets better. I'm because sure really. Will. Right now, all you see is the same people doing the same shit, and you're like, oh, my I God. I know her last name starts with an L, but I'm self-conscious to try to even say it. Leone. Leone. I don't Natasha know. Natasha Leone. I feel like it's something like that. Um, we, you know what would be real funny? If we're wrong, I'll can look it up, and then we can just like audio dub it over so horribly. <laughs> um, so anyway, we're going to get into that. We'll see how that goes. And I'm sure there's other shows we need to watch. I'm still loving Crashing. Like I love Crashing. It, it's easily my funny. favorite show. But, I, I still ship... Um, 
him with Allie, though. Allie Riesling and... Yeah. Well, that's... I've they're seen the better couple. A couple episodes ago, for anyone else that's currently caught up on Crashing, I really like Pete Holmes with the new tall girl. And I was like, you know what? This is perfect. She's kind of wild, and it's perfect for Pete, and this is going to be fun. And then the, She's crazy. The last episode, they made it clear how psychotic she is and you're like oh no i think she's totally justified in her feelings or whatever but she's (laughs) just very eccentric and i don't see her and pete like i i'm on we can't i see i just want to spoil everything i need to stop talking but so crashing is great anyone that has hbo or hbo now or whatever you really should watch it um my favorite show on right now, Barry's about to come back on with uh, Bill Hader. So I got to rewatch season one because I really enjoyed that show as well. Very dark, but funny. Right. And to me, it feel that eastbound and down vice principles hole of the HBO show. It's like dark, but you like laugh at it. It's like still in that vein. Anyway, um, TV shows are great. So you, when you're not watching TV shows by my, my me forcing you to, um, you like to read books. And this month, you read three books in February, and you were bummed about it. I thought I could read five, and so three was not. And right. and then the three that I read, out of the three that I read, only one of them really captured my imagination and took me on a fun journey. So I'm going to start with my. I'm going to like work up to the favorite. Okay. So I'm going to, these are not in the the order, these are not in the order that I read them. Gotcha. So the first book that I'm going to talk about is Amber and Dusk by Lyra Celine. And it's not that I didn't like her book. It's beautifully written. It's just, I've read a lot of books that are similar to it and it didn't really feel original to me. And so I kind of felt myself kind of forcing my way through it, so right. to speak, like speed reading, kind of not really. In- normally I, I savor every word. I'm a very, for how many books I read, I do kind of read very slow. Yeah. Um, like I can average about 150 pages a day, like on a weekend, like on a Saturday and about 50 pages on There's certain evening. If you're really in a certain book, you'll read faster. But yeah, you read some books also that you just won't stop reading. You don't have, like you're like me in video games in the way of you don't, um, get halfway through and go, you know what? I just is just not worth my time. I'll just move on to the next. You're like, well, I might as well finish it. Yeah. I, it's very rare for me to not finish a right. book. I'll just kind of speed read through. So it. even if you're not enjoying it, that makes you read slower. Is yes. What I'm saying. Yes, that's true. And so Amber and Dusk is a YA, which is young adult, um, fantasy novel. And if you have anyone in your life that is young or just, you know, maybe in high school and they enjoy fantasy and they haven't read a whole lot of books, this would be a really go to, good go-to book for them. I know some um, young readers myself who I think will really enjoy this book. It's just for me, I've read a lot and this just didn't hold up to a lot of the books that I've read in the past. Right. If so I, remember I guess I should tell people what it's about. Right. And if I remember correctly, when you were reading it, your whole just idea at the time was this is just like every other Thing I read. Yeah, it's like we have a girl who was raised on the outskirts of a fantasy kingdom, always felt like she was mistreated, didn't fit in sort of scenario. Turns out she's special. Right, of course. Ends up going to the kingdom where she feels she's going to infiltrate the um, queen's chamber, you know, be part of the queen's maid, ladies' maids. Right. And um, 
She does. And she basically just hopes to have a better life and turns out that she has um, this necklace that if you uh, look this book up online, you'll see that there's an amber stone in the middle of the cover. It's called Amber and Dusk. Right. And this necklace is special to her that she's always had. You know, like it's right. just kind of very trope. I read uh, Queen of the Tearling. It had a lot of those same Had a right? lot of those same feelings to it but i liked queen of the tearling a lot more where a lot of people hated that so who knows you right. know a lot of people really didn't like queen of the tearling i really enjoyed it so maybe a lot of people who really didn't like queen of the tearling would like this because right. i felt like it didn't hold up <laughs> makes sense during you reading that i just want to bring up our dog uh, is in the room with us and she was staring at herself in the mirror for like five straight minutes and her tail just going like, who is that dog over there? And then now she came up to me like, come we check this out. We have another dog. Come check this out. We have the cutest dog. Yes, we, we do. should share a picture of her sometime. Yeah, maybe on my Instagram, you know, where I'm always sharing shit. I'll post a dog pic soon. <laughs> so out of five stars on Goodreads, I gave Amber and Dusk three stars because I know it's not a bad book. It just wasn't a great book for me. So right. if it might be something you might enjoy. Well I written, just not your Oh, it's thing. beautifully written and it's got some cool um concepts with setting. I think she did a really good job building the world. Um you can see on the cover it has like these little diamonds in the sky and it's like when light hits certain things, you can see flakes of diamonds and stuff like floating in the air. Like this is just kind of cool, you know, fantasy world that she created i think when i read um a letter from the author she said she got the idea for the setting when she was flying in an airplane looking out the window so it's it's a a kingdom where the sun never sets is kind of the idea but there is darkness lurking i see figuratively speaking all right well what's next on your Okay. Book list. The next book um, is called The Gilded Wolves by Roshani Chosky. I'm sure I'm saying I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. Um, I know she has a lot of middle grade books, and this is technically a YA book, so it's supposed to be for an older crowd. And YA, because like for me, if I wasn't married to you. I wouldn't know what you're talking about with YA, but YA stands for young adult. Young adult. Just and for everyone out there. Typically, they say 13 and up, but I don't know. Maybe more like like I would Like my favorite up. book is Ready Player One, and that's probably a YA. Yes, it's a YA. But really, 30-year-olds love it. Right. <laughs> so. so there are a lot of older people who enjoy YA. And right. like middle, like Harry Potter is technically a middle grade book. Well, I mean, and like no and one wants to read Harry Shakespeare. Potter. You know what I mean? I love Shakespeare. <laughs> Twelfth Night, shout out to Twelfth Night. That's my favorite. I know Shakespeare you love play. it, and I just always, <laughs> I just hate on Shakespeare all the time. But anyway, um, the Gilded Wolves is a historical fiction, so that's kind of fun. It's set in eighteen eighty nine when France held the World Fair. It's when the Eiffel Tower was built, right? Um. And it also has like magical realism. I, I I think of Indiana Jones meets like a Dan Brown, Mona Lisa. You know what's uh, the Dan Brown book? 
<laughs> You're asking the wrong person. They made a whole movie out of it with Tom Hanks, I think. Um, Angels and Demons. Um, oh, uh, I'll, I'll remember it one second. Uh, you know, he goes and he looks the Da Vinci, the Da Vinci Code. Code. Yeah, so it's like a Dan Brown because there's got a lot of like clues hidden in ancient artifacts, sort of feel to it. It's got right. an Indiana Jones feel to it. It's got a Lee Bardugo kind of trying to be a Lee Bardugo crew of misfits working together. Um, it's a very diverse cast. So if you're looking for a book that's LGBT friendly, it has some LGBT friendly. Um, messagings in here with characters um, in their cute little relationships. Um, so it is a YA book. And again, it was good, but just not as good as other things that I have read. Right. Like Lee Bardugo. I love her books. Um, Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom. Like you can tell um, that's a very popular uh theme right now is to have a team of people working like that's just really popular in YA right now right. and so this has that so if you like that um, it's basically people are taking the way stories are told in video games I love of R- classic RPGs uh, turn based you know where you have the the group of characters yes. and then you go through and you get a little bit of everyone like video games have been doing that for like 20 years like it has so. a different chapter for every character's perspective right um some people really that's don't. That's very Games of Thrones. Some people don't like that. They prefer to be immersed in a single character yep. um, narrative. But this one does have like six, maybe, characters. Uh, Game of Thrones got me into reading or A Song of Ice and Fire. And I love the way they don't have chapter numbers and it just switches around between characters' perspectives. So I'm all about that. So it says here on the blurb, it says to hunt down the ancient artifact. The order seeks. Severin calls upon a band of unlikely ex- experts: an engineer with a debt to pay, a historian banished from his home, a dancer with a sinister past, and a brother in the arms, in a brother in arms, if not blood. Together, they will join Severin as he explores the dark, glittering heart of Paris. What they find might change the course of history, but only if they can stay alive. So it's it's a good little story. It's just I found it. I didn't connect with the characters as much as I had connected with other characters and other books. And right. it just again, I gave it a three out of five stars, which for me means it was good. It wasn't great, right? But it was good. So some people might find it great, and it has a beautiful cover. Yeah, looks cool. Um, and I know both Amber and Dusk. And the Gilded Wolves are both the first in a series. So more will come so out more eventually. will come out of both of those. Um, they were good. All right. And then you have another one that you liked more. This one I really liked. And I will be getting the sequel. Um, it is called Shadow of the Fox by Julie... Kagawa? Kagawa. That's how I pronounce she's, it. I'm sure she's Japanese because the story is Japanese. Right. Um, and I know it first because... You have very little experience with Japanese sort of culture before yeah, this. I love Asian foods. <laughs> right. But that's about all and, that I know. And and you've introduced me to the world of Pokemon. Right. So I'd say like there's a few video games I've played that has a little bit about Japanese culture. So like Persona, um, which I meant to ask Chris about when he comes on later, but I forgot because he beat it um, after letting him borrow it. 
anyway, Persona has a lot of random words that I was like, oh, yeah, devil. I know that one because they was, you know, here or whatever. The Oni. Right. And so, and then also they are used to this game series called The Way of the Samurai in which a lot of what you would talk about, I was like, oh, yeah, remind me of that game I used to play. Yeah. So, so we have like two characters and one is a samurai. Well, right. he's, he doesn't. He's not an official samurai. He's of a secret order that's similar to the samurai. And he doesn't follow the honorable codes of a samurai. Like people think he's this, like this honorable guy, but he's like, I secretly have no code of honor. Hell yeah. So he's like this, he's like trained to be a killer, basically. Like he has a mission. He's just, he's been trained his whole life to have no emotion, no human connection, be totally isolated. Like the movie Soldier. And he just does what he's told. And he fills out these missions and he's really good at it and he's handsome and he doesn't even know it. So he's like this mysterious badass ninja. Right. And then we have another sweet, adorable character. Um, she's Kitsune. Did you know that term? No, I guess not. Heart Fox. Like oh yeah, when you mention that to me, like, so for in Persona 5, because on the cover of this, you, it has a fox mask. Yes. There is a character who wears a fox mask. They all have masks of different animals. And her and name is Yumiko. And she has trained all her life um, with like this monastery, monastery, I don't know, like a yeah. Buddhist type. Some sort of religious temple, order. Right. Temple. And they're very peaceful. And she has always been ornery and always disappointing her teachers because she's part fox and she can never keep that mischief at bay. She's always up to, um, I guess they have tricks with magic, like Firefox. Is that where that comes from? I don't oh, know. <laughs> but she can do like fire magic. Um, but anyway, she's adorable and I absolutely loved her character. She's so sweet and just accepting to everybody, which might, you know, would put her at harm but by looking at the good in everybody people always treat her with kindness because she's so sweet no one wants to hurt her right so he's uh the ninja what's his name i don't remember this was the first book i read in the month and i none of the other ones could live up to it his name is cage tatsumi um he is keeping secret from her like he was supposed to go to her temple and steal this ancient scroll basically and when he goes to the temple he finds that it's being burned down and she's running away from it because there's all these demons there burning down the temple and i'm not really giving a whole lot away because that happens like within the first 30 pages or so um it's kind of like the setup to their characters meeting and they're both kind of keeping secrets from each other he thinks she's just a normal peasant girl doesn't know that she's kitsune because she's only part kitsune i guess like right you can see her fox features in a reflection but not face to face so he doesn't know that she has these magical connections with the spiritual world i guess because she can see things that normal humans can't and he's keeping secrets from her so it's a. It's going to be interesting to see where the s- second book goes. Um, he's got a sword with him that is like has a demon trapped inside of it. Right, that's a common trope as well. Okay, so throughout the story, he's like battling with this demon who's trying to consume him completely. So it's got a lot of depth to it. Um, I know some people didn't like it because they said it seemed like a lot of things that they have read before, like you have said that. 
you've heard of all of this before, but for me, it was a fresh um, book that I hadn't right. read anything like it. So for me, it was a five star. I really liked it. If you've read a lot of things in Japanese um, literature, this might be really boring for you and very young because it is a YA book. But for me, it's a good introduction into Japanese-inspired literature. And right. I will get the second one called The Soul of the Sword. And that comes out, I believe, in June. Right on. Yeah. So I'm excited about that one coming out. Yeah. That one sounded cool when you were I really it. enjoyed it. And to be honest, I didn't think I would. That was why I had had it since like November and hadn't read it. Right. But I finally picked it up in February and I'm really glad I did. Yes, if there's one thing we have more of than anything else in our house, it is books. And more will be coming. I'm trying to think if that's accurate. Yeah, I probably got more books than like paper plates. We got more books than any. I'm trying to think of things that are like just small, dumb stuff that we would have. And uh, yeah, I think we probably got more books than that. So, well, when you have a book, you're never alone. Well, so we've it's got not a lots person. of friends. It's we've not got. A, it's not a person. It's a book. <laughs> <I> have, <laughs> what are you talking about. But they keep me company. <laughs> so, like you said, when you have a dog, you're never alone. That makes sense. That's true. We have a great dog, and we're never alone with her. All right. Well, thanks for coming on to talk about books. I'll let you get back to read more books. Yeah. Right now, you're reading the biggest book I've seen you attempt to read. I think. Um. Maybe. I don't know. Since at least lately, definitely lately, it's huge. It's eight hundred. Four pages. But it's not 800 pages. Like, see, I'll say Game of Thrones is 1,000 pages because I read it, you know, 1,000 pages. But that was, like, this size. Yours is, like, 800 pages of, like, a textbook size, 800 pages. It's a hardback, yeah. It's huge. Well, the text isn't super small, and the paper's oh. thick. Okay. Well, it just looks massive when you're carrying it around. It is massive. Like, you got to lay on your side to read it. You yeah. can't even hold it above you. <laughs> Because it would fall and give you a concussion. Well, I look forward to telling you guys all about that book in all the right. future. We'll see how many I can read with that beast. Perfect. I'm thinking I'm going to try to get at least three. Right. I think you can do it. We'll see. All right. Good luck. Thanks. Enjoy. I hope you guys go out to a bookstore because we don't even have one in our sad town. Yeah. If you live in a town with a bookstore. Don't you take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. <laughs> all right. Later. Bye. So if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is a p o d c a s t w i t h m o at gmail.com. Perfect. Boom. What up? And we are joined by Chick. Hey guys. All right, man. What I've done, or I try to do is uh, take notes for different random people mm-hmm. so that whenever you're on here, you're not going to ask you random shit. Right. Um, so how's life been, man? Life's good. We're starting softball season for those that you know care about softball. I'm a huge lover yeah, of softball. I mean, last time I talked to you, I feel like you were in softball season. Well, we I- did fall. We're doing fall and spring ball. Oh. And we did basketball in the middle of all that, too. So Raylan's getting a workout all the time. And how old is your daughter? She's here? nine. Nine. So, yeah. But I like. She's not the best athlete at nine years old. And I'm not upset about that, but, but she's, she's really tall, right? Right. She's really tall, but she's way ahead of schedule for like when I started playing basketball was fifth grade. Right. So she's, you could. Right. So she's learning more than I ever could have 
at an earlier age. So I don't care that she's not like the best one on the court, but she's learning. Right. And I feel like later in her fifth and sixth grade years, she knows the game of basketball and is going to be decent. Right. Um, also, the reason I speaks for people that, you know, it's been a while since you've been on. Um, yeah. The way I'm like, you couldn't play until fifth grade, like I know, is because I did know we went to the same high school. We went so. same high, yeah, same that's, grade uh, school. We grew up there. I have like a weird connection to all the random people, and <laughs> yeah, that is ours. our unique connection right. out of my co-host. Um, but one thing I saw you post about weeks ago on Facebook, and I took a note and was like, whenever Chris comes on, I'm going to ask him about this, is something about goodie bags at birthday parties, <laughs> and so I was annoying. a little confused by it because I don't okay. have kids. I haven't done any of that stuff yet. It's a cost on the parent to provide like toys or candy, but they're not like expensive toys. But you're buying a bag for like ten kids. You're buying a, a little toy for ten kids, and then candy to fill the bag for ten kids for your daughter's birthday. Baking, uh, basically bribing oh, kids to come to your party. So it's not something you get for the kid whose birthday it is. No. So it's like. If there's a birthday party, you have to make a swag bag swag for bag. It's definitely a swag bag. The other kids. Yeah, it's a swag bag. But I mean it's bullshit. The, the I make mean, it I'm cheap. just jealous. That never happened. No, we never got We got cake. Shit. Cake, yeah. That was what you went for. And like if, if they we there was a place in Wichita Falls called um White Beach or Sandy Beach. And it was a pool area, and you could go and have your parties there. Right. And we'd have pizza parties. I didn't like cake, so we would just put candles on the fucking pizza. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, we went to the Plex a lot in Wichita Falls. Plex was fun. I mean, that was a little bit. I was that wasn't around when I was a, right. Well, know. the place you mentioned, I'm like, oh, yeah, exactly. um, I remember Chuck E. Cheese was basically the best place to have a birthday party as a child. Oh, for sure. I mean, I have pictures of me and four years old. You know, that's where my birthday party was, and I loved it. And I was five. It was at McDonald's, so you could totally see like money wise. My parents, I guess, just weren't doing as well that year. <laughs> so they're like, we're going to McDonald's. Well, and we're they can't look do at the, the same thing every year, right? And look at the freezer. And that's what we did. You take a tour of the fucking bag where now you're like, who gives a fuck about the kitchen of a fast food restaurant? But that was what you did, and you thought it was, you know. I mean, the fun. balls, like, you could go play in the ball pit. No one else had a ball pit. That's, that's true. Fun. Very true. Uh, but the Plex later on became cool because it had mini golf oh, and go-karts, go-karts yeah. and arcades and, and laser cages. tag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was awesome, and so and it's huge facility. So it's not like all crammed in one space. The bumper boats was fun too because they had a polar yeah. bumper boat. So it was like the the teenage Chuck E. Cheese, right? But without the animatronic rat <laughs> man. <laughs> no, they didn't have anything. But I mean, I it was get, fun. Yeah. It was fun. Um, Who doesn't love a rat walking around? All right. So basically, what I need to be aware of is if say something happens and I'm gonna have a kid someday, and I'm gonna throw a birthday party, I have to be ready to make goodie bags for the kids' friends. Yeah. Yeah, bullshit. It's just weird. Um, It's it's okay. Like it's not a big deal. But like I remember, we saw this with a skating rink a lot. That was like a big deal, and it was like that was the that was the prize, right? You skated at the skating thing we did for our daughter. They got to skate, and we paid for the for like fifteen kids to skate, and then we did the goodie bags there too. So they got goodie bags as well. Right, man. Fucking kids these days. That's what's wrong with the world. They're all. That's always like. Well, I'm like, let's go to the park and have it if we're gonna buy goodie bags, because at least I don't have to pay for the park. Right. Exactly. Park's fucking free. I agree. Um, I go to the park every day. Park's awesome. It's a beautiful park here. Fucking. I went the last three days. It's been 30 degrees. Fucking almost every time I go, and everyone looks like I'm crazy. (laughs) But my dog loves it. Needs it. And right. She needs it. That's the thing. She doesn't have a thick coat. I know she won't last long. We right. just do the little half mile, right. the little bottom one. It's also good for your heart and right. walking. And so 
I just need the dog to not be fucking crazy. So <laughs> while I you're to, gone all day, and and I know they just built a new dog park, and people are like, "We'll take you to the dog park." And it's like my dog doesn't want to go run itself. Right, it's he a fucking it adventure yeah. when we go together. So um, just stay in the car and put him in the dog park. Now that doesn't work. <laughs> Fights with other dogs. And something a little bit, not like super serious. So I guess politically, because I like to get into politics a little bit, not like bash people over the head with it. I just give my opinion and take it or leave it. Right. Um, but I'm like a a liberal libertarian, and I think you're like a little more conservative libertarian, a little more than me. Yeah, I a guess little more than say. you. But we're both like in that libertarian vein. Definitely, I don't want the government in my business at at all. I just want them to set the laws where they are, and we use the court systems how we see right, fit. Like, in my opinion, I think the police department should act very similar to that of the fire department. Right. And it's when like, there's an emergency, you call them. Yeah. And they come and help. They shouldn't but, be hidden behind the bush trying to catch you do some shit because they need some money. The worst is Fucking. Asher, Oklahoma. If you drive through Asher, you better go five miles under the speed limit. And if you stop the stop sign, look three times before you pull away. <laughs> It's so crazy. Yeah, there's a speed trap uh, in this little fucking itty-bitty town like 10 miles away from us, and it is the worst. Like, you'll hear so many horror stories. Have you watched The Innocent Man, Innocent Man on Netflix yet? Oh, yeah, yeah. We watched so it, talked about it a while ago. Did you know the guys from Asher, the the one that got released and drunk himself to death? Oh. He was from Asher. He was a softball player at Asher. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, there was a... Uh, the show was crazy. Oh, so crazy. And it was it's weird. It's a book that, by and, Tom Clancy, right? Is it Tom Clancy? No, no, no. Not Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy's the what like, is his spy name? war guy. Yeah. You're t- Gresham? John, yeah, John Gresham. John yeah, Gresham. 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 Yeah. But one of the main houses they use is a block this way, right? right it's like, like right here. Yeah, and exactly. I drive by it every day. <laughs> and I'm like, they made it because there are these two houses that look shitty, but it's right next to the it department of a bank <laughs> it looks all nice and they just cut it perfectly Did they? to where you don't right. see that it's just like in the, the shitty poor part. part of ada where i live like right. fucking a block away you're like it's not that bad I'm like we're about brahms guys there's lots 24 hours 24 a day. hours a day Fuck me, cops pull in there all the time to get a fucking ice cream as they're driving around oh man it's the best um so anyway I, the reason i bring up our politics a little bit is because i think we're both pretty good at I like to make fun of both sides. I do. Now, lately, I have made fun of uh, probably Republicans more, but that's just because I think Donald Trump's an idiot. Uh, Not politically, don't care. I just think his literal intelligence level. No, yeah, he's made some great policies, but he's a fucking idiot. You don't want to listen to him talk. You don't want to listen to him to do anything. And if his policies did anything, like, regardless of what anyone told me, and I know that's, like, hypocritical, because I'll be like, oh, be open-minded. He didn't do it. Fucking one of his advisors oh, came up and was like, right, hey, it's sign not, this motherfucker. It's someone else. Yeah, it's like, this one's going to make you famous. Make you look <laughs> really look good. Better. So maybe I'm just too uh, jaded by politics. I think, but, yeah. But anyway. But it wouldn't have been any better the other way around. So we needed Obama probably for another term. Right. And that's fucking people hate Obama around here. So that's fucking blasphemy. But um, I'm a big fan. I just think he's a cool guy. But now Netflix paying him and he's going to just fucking get paid to be an executive <laughs> producer on some Netflix shit. I mean, it'll be great to watch. I mean, I know this will be fucked up. Not trying to bring race into it, but it's to me, this is what it Dude, is. Have you it's watched- that like Netflix was like, hey, we'll just get any documentary about any black thing in history. And we'll like just black sell- history. Right. It'll go executive produced by the Obamas. Obamas. And people are like, I'm watching it. Just period. There's Why no, would you not? Like, oh, there's no doubt. So, it's got some relativity as Obama produced right. it. Obama knows what's up. He's a smart guy. 
so anyway, um, the Green Deal, the new Green Deal, whatever. With AOC. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, Alexandria or Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah, see, I never know. I just say AOC, but I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, so when I do the show <laughs> notes, it says AOC and ACO. Right. And I'm always like, uh. Which one? <laughs> yeah. But this new Green Deal, today I see you on Facebook with a fellow co-host, Wyatt. Y'all were kind of going back and forth, and he con- described himself on this podcast as a diehard liberal. And so y'all were just kind of going back and forth about random shit. We but were respectful. Your, right, I mean, yeah. totally. It was a, No one was being mean right. or oh, hateful. No one called each other names. It uh, was a conversation. Right. So anyway, what was your just general thoughts on just that whole idea? You don't have to go into details, but just the, uh, the, the conversation idea or- of the Green New Deal Maybe because I don't know a lot about it. Um, it's it's going to be a twenty-one trillion dollar freaking deal. That's what it would cost to do the new green deal. I mean that that in itself is not doable unless we just print our own money and then right. Because me and you were briefly talking about this earlier, and I was like, "Well, money is imaginary bullshit that America right. just makes up." But we're America; we can say what our currency's worth, right? Right, because we're number one. Um, but I, I mean, I'm just complaining about the fucking wall costing a bunch of money. That was like one of my big things against it. And we're not always. It was more of the, it costs a bunch of money for the fact most illegals get in a different way. Yeah, they can walking. fly. Like, have you seen all the ones where it's like, I guess he's never heard of airplanes, even <laughs> yeah. though he flies on one all the time. <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, so anyway, the Green New Deal. What are some highlights that I should be aware of? Because all I've heard, it was basically going to get everyone jobs. You're going to get everyone jobs, but that's you, you'll get a guaranteed job, whatever, and whether you're willing to work or not willing to work. Right. So why would I go to work? Right. And let, well, it's good because some people need to work. Right. Some people have that uh, like innate nature that I got to go to work. Not enough. Not enough. Not enough. Not enough to yeah. sustain the why whole would country. You, I mean, at, at some points, like sometimes I'm just like, I don't want to go to work. So with that system, you didn't want to go to work today. You're right. still getting paid. Right. Well, to me, like I do think there's like some fun kindness ideas and in, in socialism, right? And if you're even saying everyone has to get money, I had this argument the other day at the real conservative guy, only because like I know the argument, not because I necessarily agree. Someday we're gonna have robots to do everything. Eventually, and when that day comes, There's there tattoo are ro- no jobs. Robots. Have you like, seen those? Yeah, but there'll be like no jobs to do. So when that time comes, we'll have to give people universal income. You just yeah. have to, because what else will they fucking do? So in that world. If you can just imagine that already exists, I get how you already are like. But it doesn't yet. Right. But right. I think people are just like, well, we got to get it ready. Got to get it set up and ready. Set up a plan we'll pop, and, and, and put it when it needs to be done. But right now it doesn't need See, to be done. See, I think you could even go as small as like, okay, everyone gets $10. Gets, you get $10, $10 a month down. or whatever. $10 a month. That's our new safety net. Sweet. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, know, great. Just, I mean, I'll spin on a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. You know? See, but I quit. and I, it's, it's the worst thing in the world. We've switched from reds to, to golds, and then we're going to go silvers. And then I want to go, like, maybe if I'm still smoking at that point. See, I thought American you had quit before. I tried, man. I quit for two months, and oh, it's man, just really not, tough. When, yeah, like, I'm over six months now, and uh, I want one in the sense of, like, and I know, like, anyone who hears this, like, knows like, a little bit pissed at it, of, like, I want to test myself, and I can have one and be cool, because it's been that long. Drink too much. I want one when I drink. Right. See, I don't drink that often. I mean, I, I went out I say once. I drink a lot. I don't drink every night. I drink on the weekends quite a bit. All right, alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, dr- I wanted one when I went out and drank uh, and saw my friend uh, Josh Shelton's band play, but no one had menthols, and I was like, well, I don't want one. I don't want one. <laughs> I don't want these nasty-ass motherfuckers. And so... I didn't. That's awesome. That's good. Right. And so it's cool. Um, But I use Shantig. So it's not like I fucking cold turkey did. I fucking Ray Liotta came on that TV, 
And Ray Liotta told me he helped he quit smoking with Shantix. And I was like, well, makes hey, sense. I think that's cool. My grandpa I love did Ray as well. Liotta. He's so awesome. And my grandpa told me his story of like, you know, he was driving home a month and a half into being on Shantix and the cigarette tasted like dog shit and he just never did it again. Mine was like me knowing that story and it was a month in and I'd barely cut back at all. And I was like, I don't think I'm doing very good. And then within a week, I quit because I was like, I need to catch up to my grandfather. He smoked for 60 (laughs) 60 years. years. (laughs) That's like my wife has smoked since she was nine. I think no, maybe 12 or something like that. Exaggeration a little bit there. but She's been smoking a while. Um, And then I only started smoking like when we got together. So I've only been smoking like eight years, but like. It's the hardest thing to to quit. Yeah, I smoked for... I tried vaping, and vaping just makes me want a cigarette. You look so dumb. I'm sorry if anyone's out there and you vape. You don't look cool, especially with the big brick ones. Just get the ones that you smoke little little pot oil out of. You know, like, those look normal. When you get the big fucking bricks and they're like... I basically have a vape now to be able to smoke in places I couldn't smoke a cigarette in. So I'm smoking more. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when I've got, like, nicotine gum. Yeah. And then just kept smoking cigarette, but I'm like, like, oh, <laughs> double the nicotine. Right. Yeah, uh, that's what I started out dipping because oh, I did only on football games. Yeah, right. So I started out dipping when I first got to college for no fucking reason besides I was bored. And then I got to where I realized Copenhagen was clearly expensive because it was the best, and I would only do the best. And I was like, this is so expensive. I have to switch to cigarettes. And then that got outrageous. Right. And then now, like I said, I finally quit. Um, and hopefully it won't happen again where I go back to them. All right. Um, but we'll see. On the uh, Green New Deal as yes. well, um, there's also the policy where, like, we, we you've talked about cow farts. But yes, she wants to have everyone in electric cars within eight, or eight to 12 years or something like that. And that's going to be impossible. We rely too much on fuel. Well, to me, it's not even that. Let's just say tomorrow we could snap our fingers and every car every on, the a lot, Tesla. Yeah, a like Tesla. on the lot, not the one jump, right. on the lot. My car's over eight years old. Yeah. Um, a lot of people's are. I don't get a, I don't, I don't even know when I'm going to be able to get a new car. Right? right. Like that's a situation I'm in. So it's, it's impossible. Like yeah. now you can, cause I use this. But whole in her new belt. deal, you would be given a new car. Oh, all right. I mean, I, I would take it, but she would give you a new car and she, they come and take your car away. Huh? Within eight years. So they're going to have to set up a whole agency of like a repo men? I guess so. Pay, pay these people to come bring you a car. And then when they bring you a car, they take their car with you. I wonder what they do with your car. I, I guess scrap it. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I think this is really entertaining from like a, I want, I mean, here's the thing though. I hate conservative personalities on the internet yeah. and they're just way more annoying to me than liberal Are you personalities. Talking like someone like Steven Crowder or Ben Shapiro. Right. Ben Shapiro, I actually don't don't hate, and I will. At least it makes sense. I will listen to uh, the whole fucking Joe Rogan, Alex Jones podcast. Right, uh, that was I haven't watched hours. it yet, but it looks good. And I find that very entertaining. Right. But I wish someone could write um, kind of like the game Bioshock. Bioshock is about a libertarian paradise that goes wrong. Right. Even though I enjoy libertarianism, I've never thoughts, played Bioshock, so um, that'd be interesting. that idea is fun. Of like they made their own society with their rules, but it got corrupt, right? And it's like shows how corruptional. So. Absolute like power corrupts ideas. absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so I would like someone to make some sort of sci-fi thing based on like the Green New Deal goes through. And right. It's like everyone wants it to work so bad because I do believe, and I know this is like an unpopular opinion, I do think everyone's heart's probably in the right place. Right. 
I think they they mean for it to go well. They just hate each other so much, right? And they're none of well, them. Are, none of them can concede like a point. Like you're, right. you're probably right on that, but I'm not willing to give up this. Right. Well, and to me, the only reason I kind of like this AOC chick is because she has shown easily how like Congress is corrupt. Look how easily they can corrupt you, and I I respect that as I just do. Um, but I have seen. But have you gone to like the fact checking sites after she's gotten done speaking? They're all like, this is completely wrong. This is completely wrong. Right, but this see, one's a load of bullshit. For, for you to say, I'm totally fine with that because, again, me and you both voted for Gary Johnson this yeah. presidential race. But for people who voted for Trump to then complain about that, I'm like, right. Dude, he, he breaks every Pretty fact checking. Like, they don't even fucking run it because they're like, right. he doesn't tell the truth in a speech. Right. So. I just always find it funny that the people... What made America great back then was lying to them, telling you everything's (laughs) fine, everything's fine, we got this. We're number one. We're number one. So it's all interesting, but honestly, I can't think of money politics, I'd mentioned the Joe Rogan thing, without thinking of the fact the elites are running it with the human-animal hybrids that Alex Jones is talking about. Um, It's so fascinating. I just highly recommend, I'm sure... There'll be another podcast I mentioned this. Oh, like we haven't like realized that we're the we're building something for someone else. Like uh, that's interesting. Well, he's saying that there are a little sneak peek for anyone that in China, of course, and our upper shadow governments, uh, they have animal like an evolution human, human hybrids. That'll be like 2% pig. So that therefore it's not technically human and you don't have to give it human rights. And then we can harvest it to organs. And that's like this big conspiracy he's bit, he's going on about. And I'm thinking it's super entertaining. Um, He's watched way too many sci-fis. But, right, if you've seen Stargate, like yeah. I have, like every episode, the last two seasons of Stargate SG-1 is a story about the aura and how there's, like, gods, uh, quote-unquote, their people are ancients that ascended to another dimension, and there's evil versions of that that, like, want people to worship them, and then mm. they kill them. I don't know. They're, like, evil ascended people. And then that's basically Alex Jones' new take on aliens and yeah. God. And I'm like, I think he just watched Stargate. <laughs> and now he's talking about Stargate. <laughs> Stargate. Which is great. I love Stargate. Yeah. That's like my shit. So I enjoyed it. But anyway, I really liked it. One more thing I need to talk to you about before we get to our top five list. All right. Um, Jason Witten, back to the Cowboys. I mean, everyone's talking about, well, that was their weakest link last year was – not having a good cut tight end. And maybe it was, but I felt like Blake Jarwin really came on at the end of the season and we may stunt his development because Jason Witten's now back on the team as the number one option. Right. Which I mean, I get whatever, but he is a better option currently. I think than Blake Jarwin, I just would rather develop than bring in an old guy. I think he was just so bad at Monday night football that they felt that. bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor like, Hey, come back. <laughs> Put your foot in your what was it? Put in your head or something like that. I mean, yeah, ridiculous. He, well, and I don't think he was as bad as necessarily would have been, but they tried to pitch him as like a Romo-esque. star, and he was getting compared to Romo, and he should have been practicing somewhere first before he got Monday Night Football. Yeah. Monday Night Football. Let's put a rookie on there and hope that he's as good as Romo because Romo was awesome in his first year, even in his second year. Um, but yeah, Jason Witten just didn't know what to do with his hands <laughs> right <laughs> so that was pretty funny um yeah but i i mean i don't hate it as long as it works out Did and you on your Nick picture Foles? for the uh cover of the podcast you actually have a cowboys hat on wearing one now um so i felt like i had to ask you about that but how do you what do you want in the draft this year we gotta go defensive end because of fucking randy gregory and david irving all right have to 
see what happens. I'm just curious. I haven't looked into the draft at all. And but then, Nick Foles, um, I haven't heard anything about him. Honestly, he went for, to Jaguars, I thought. Did he? Yeah. I haven't gotten an alert about it. I think it's in the works. Okay. Because like, I'll get an alert if any like, official news right. happens. Honestly, this is what I wanted to happen. And at first, I did want Big Dick Nick to go to the Jacksonville Jaguars because I don't know if you've heard of his nickname, Big Dick Nick. Oh, yeah. But that's what the ringer calls him because rumor is. He's got a big dick. He's got a big dick, and that's where all the swag comes from and all these playoff wins. So I would love Big Just Dick keep, Nick on Jacksonville. Keep him, like, Phil, I guess, with women all the time? No, no, he's super religious. Oh, is he? And he only has sex with his wife and all that stuff. But still, uh, power comes with it. Um, I guess. But I wanted – the Cardinals to take Kyler Murray and then Jacksonville trade, trade, trade Josh for Rosen. Josh Rosen. And I was like, oh, I want that so bad. But it would have been a hell of a deal. And then you could hear, like, yeah, that would be nice. But I don't know what will happen now. We'll see. They should do that. Take their first two picks and then turn it into whatever you want. You know, like right. I think the Giants, if they're smart, they try to go up and get Kyler Murray and you put him and Saquon Barkley on the field together. And what do you fucking do? Well, with OBJ out there too. We run an option. And then Evan Ingram. Can you run uh, options in there? He can throw the ball. Remember like back uh, when basically NCAA was still a video game and you yeah. would all the time be like, do they have to be able to run the option in the NFL? But I'd, everyone be, like, I'd bring back whoever Michael Vick's offensive coordinator was and be like, come, come, <laughs> right. come. Um, so anyway, way too early for football because I normally hate on football all the time, but I thought I should get there. Um, I'm sorry, that's because that's of me. Yeah, you love it. It's fine. So we're going to go with the kind of more fun top five list. For sure. Uh, I sent you basically a random list of top fives uh, to be like, I know we need to do because I haven't done one in a while. And then you jumped on this one, which is top five board games. Hell yeah. It's because I've been playing a lot of board games lately. And the rule is, because if we were like, does it have to have a board necessarily yeah. not? I think if it came in a box in which you sat around a table and played it with people or whatever, yeah. then it's basically it. Uh, like, Other than cards. like Right. Cards I don't think necessarily counts. And dominoes I don't think necessarily counts like that. They're uh, their own games. But, like, Battleship, well, example, I don't have it on my list. I don't, I don't either. Okay, so, like, Battleship isn't technically a board, but that's a board game. It's a board game, yeah. So, like, that's my example I go to. Um, I have and it was three a tough honorable one, mentions. I have, I have a bunch of honorable mentions. <laughs> uh, three honorable. Because I was like, oh, man. I'll start off with uh, my my childhood yeah. game, and my dad would create make these boards himself. Oh, shit. So, number five for you. It, it's a Wahoo board. All right. It's marbles and, oh, and a I dice game, and it's much. basically sorry. But on yeah, so we played that a lot as a kid. I actually, my dad made me one recently. We played that one all the time. That's awesome. Uh, my number five. So for board games, for me, a big memory I have. Um, I'm not like super close to my grandparents these days or anything, but like my, I used to sit out at their house every Saturday night for until I was like 13 years old. Um, unless I happen to go to a friend's house or party or something, but in general, I did it every night, every Saturday. And me and my grandma would play the fuck out of some board games. And so a lot of these on my list are from that. And there was this game called Upwards. Now, Upwards is basically Scrabble. Yeah, but, you but it's a up. smaller board. And you can lay on top of tiles. So you can go five tiles high. Right. So if someone puts the word, shit, I'm on like the, god damn it. There has to be a good word I can think of here. Um, upwards. Let's just say the word was Upwards. Right. You could change it to Upward. Yeah. By just putting a D on the S. You're right. like, haha, I got that word. Right. And so it was a lot easier for me as a kid. And um, I just remember always thinking my grandma had to look in the dictionary. Because I'm like, that's a word. That's a word. <laughs> she would be like, no, it's not, asshole. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Prove me wrong. She's like, show me where 
Najiki is a word. And I'm like, give me a second. second. I would pull up the dictionary every time and like just pray that, yeah, I'll get here and hopefully it's there. Grandparents were the worst because like they took it serious. (laughs) Yeah. See, they were like, at least when we grew up, I don't know about, I think grandparents today are probably soft, but when we grew up, grandparents were like, we're going to instill in you. Everything your parents aren't doing. (laughs) Right. We're filling in the gaps that they're missing, even if they're not missing them. Right. So, um, what is your number four risk? Okay. I mean, I, in the Navy, we played risk every time we were on duty and basically uh, it was great. We played risk a lot. Be honest. I haven't really played risk much. The only time I've played it and this isn't real risk is on battle. Or I'm sorry. Warcraft three. Yeah. They had, um, on battle online, they had like these custom games and someone made the risk map that used Warcraft people. Right. And so I'd play that. And I've seen people play Risk, so I get the general idea. Looks super boring. But when you're when you're playing it on a board with people, it's not. Okay. Well, and I'm sure in the Navy a lot of things would have been more boring than Risk. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> risk, right. It's fun though. Um telling you. All right. My number four is a game that I didn't play until my probably senior year of high school, freshman year of college. Uh I remember coming to college being so fucking good at this game that just made me feel awesome. And it's a game called Catchphrase. Okay. And now I lived through the, it used to be like cards and a little, it would move the little paper card right. with the words. Um, and then I got an electronic one very shortly after. Right. So they quickly made an electronic version. So the if you haven't played Catchphrase, the way this works, not a board game, but I think it counts, um, is say you have a minimum of four people. That's a minimum you could play as. And there's right. two teams. Every other person's on the other team. Uh, so there has to be an even number of people, and there will be a word on the screen, and you try to fucking describe that word without that's saying the word. A word. One of those words on the card, right? No, no. That's a different game that was an honorable mention. Taboo was that one. Taboo. Taboo. Yeah. I think Upwards is better because it's quicker. Yeah. It's like, um, I'm trying to put this in video game terms. I'm trying to give a quick one, but I can't think of it right now. Anyway, it's just like a quicker version because it's like, go, 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 go. And then eventually a timer will run out. And then you're I got like, you. you're pulling the cards to get to the next card. And you're, you're just like, your next one, next one, get rid of it. Whereas in Taboo, um, Taboo is very fun as well, but you but fuck up a, a lot. It's on a timer. Yeah, it's right. on a timer and you fuck up all the time. And so it's its own type of fun. Right. It it definitely made my honorable mention though on Taboo. But Catchphrase was awesome. My favorite memory is coming back from college. My little cousin Shad was still in high school and we were playing it. Uh, my mom has this thing where she wants to drink margaritas on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Or whatever. Cool. I mean, I mean she invented it this year, that year that this happened. And I was like, okay, cool, mom. And we try to keep it going now. But we played catchphrase, and the word was bong. And immediately, I just look at you, I go, water pop. <laughs> like, <laughs> in a second. And then, like, all the adults in the room just being like, what? And it was just really funny. Right. And I always enjoyed that memory of catchphrase. Um, so what is your number three? Life. The game of life. The game of life. I mean, it's great because, like, I, I win at it every time I play it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's cool. It, it looks a lot cooler, I think, than it was. At least that's how I always Yeah, the, I bought the it. new board. It's pretty fun. Okay. I remember as a kid, you know, you would see and you're like, oh, it looks so much fun. Right. And then when you actually play it, you're like, uh, oh, you're collecting cards and we add them up at you. Okay. Okay. I got it. It's not who gets there first. Or, yeah. <laughs> it's like not exactly competitive <laughs> right. in that way. Like I was good at rolling low numbers and getting as many life tiles as I possibly <laughs> right. could. I want to be the cop. Right. So yeah, I exactly. Get anytime you roll, whatever. Uh, the game of life is cool. It got replaced in my mind very quickly with the Sims. 
Oh, yeah. Like, as soon as The Sims was a thing that existed, it was like, well, who would ever want to play the game of life? Right. <laughs> I played with my kids the game of life, and they never beat me. Yeah, those fucking, they suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kind of a random thing, but I mentioned uh, last week on this podcast that I finally watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I know you're so a fan. Good. Yeah. And I watched the first few episodes, and I do like It's a little silly, probably for my normal humor, but, but get, Andy Samberg's so funny. He's so good. The and one the jokes are, are right. His jokes are really good. I don't like necessarily Terry Crews or the guy from Superbad. Um, uh, which one? The... The creepy guy from Superbad. Yeah. I don't remember what his name is in the, that show, but I love Andy Samberg. Um... Anyway, back to our fucking list. My number three is another game I play with my grandmother way, way too much. I credit it to me being decent at math. That and Legos. I think those two things, which is Yahtzee. Yahtzee is fun. Great game. I played so much Yahtzee. My grandma, when uh, when they were moving into their new house, yeah. she pulled out like all the old scorecards, and we just fucking had scorecard of scorecard of just all the times yeah. we would do it. And there's a lot of strategy in Yahtzee. There is. But as a kid, you're just like, oh, I got four threes. I'm going to keep the threes. No, and but once you figure out the, the there's hey, a lot of hey, shit. I don't want to take four threes right now. I could use that on chance and go for right. like five threes later on. Yeah, the Yahtzee was great. And then I remember when I was in high school, I guess you had probably been in college. There was like a big revolution of like online game, like website games. Web it's like you go play Yahtzee right. on a website somewhere and I I would play it all day. And then right. like Rainbow Yahtzee where they added this whole colored right. dice thing. And, oh, man, it was fucking dope. So I'm a big fan of Yahtzee. I wish they had just put it out on PS4. And if I could platinum fucking Yahtzee, right. I would do it. That's where I feel about it. All right. What is your number two game? I mean, it's Monopoly. I mean, Mine too. I mean, Perfect. It's just a really good, like, fun game. I mean, it takes forever to play, but, like, it's fun to play. Right, I enjoy Monopoly. I think you guys have it also right. makes me so angry to play. I'm like, fuck you. Right, well, <laughs> I think you can't play with more than three people per. I know you can. Yeah, but we played with four the other night, and it was murder. Right, like four people. It's just you're never gonna get people to get a Monopoly, you know, and all that. Uh, it is I'm really, really fun. good at trading, though. It's. I think it's one of the few board games that is better digitally. Mm. Like whenever Koopy had it on her Super iPad, NES had it. Uh, we played it all the time, and then I had it on my PS3. I think it was. I had one, but like it made the board ball like digital, like a 3D landscape and right. stuff. And it was really fun. And I think it works because you can skip, you can speed it up a little bit faster. Um, like it's your turn, and it auto counts your money. No one's cheating on the banking shit, and so everyone cheats on the banking. Shit. <laughs> I I enjoy a digital monopoly is what I'm getting at. But monopoly they, ha- they actually is also- have the one now you can buy with a calculator, and you have to put your card in it. And it was so fast, much faster with that. Oh, so like a debit card? Yeah, it's a debit card. <laughs> That's <game>. awesome. <laughs> um, all right, so we both have monopoly at number two. What mm-hmm. is your number one? Uh, most people may have not heard of it, but it's Mousetrap. I do remember Mousetrap. Yeah. I never knew the point of it besides Catch setting up. I knew you set up a whole, a whole elaborate thing, yeah. but I never understood how it was a board. Did you roll dice? There was dice, and you had, had scores you had to go through, and then if you landed on this still and the mousetrap would land on you, you were trapped. And Okay. Yeah. I got you. I remember Trevor um, from my hometown. You'll know him. I remember they had it, and he would always set it up, take a long time, but I'd always be like, What's this game about? Right. What <laughs> happens here? It's so much fun to watch. Right. You know, it looks cool. Marble go over and knock the cage over. It's, yeah, it's pretty fun. Uh, my number one is going to be kind of a lame choice, but I love it. And it's going to be chess. Chess is fun. I mean, um, not everyone knows how to play chess. So Right. Now, that's the thing. So, my great grandfather taught me 
he had like a stroke and shit. He could barely talk. But he taught me when I was really young, like nine, eight or nine years old. And immediately when he told me the rules, I was like, oh, it's just a game. And it was like a cool game. Because like checkers, I never liked checkers. Even as a kid, I just was like, it's so well, fucking I mean, boring. Yeah. And he taught me chess. is like, oh, they're like, and they have cool names like knights and rooks and bishops and shit. So like. As me playing like fucking RPGs, the time like, all right, they have different moves. I got yeah, it, you yeah. know, right. strategy. And then once I got back, uh, like, I was like junior high, there would be like a chess board in your math class. And it was right. like a free day you could play, play chess, chess. And other kids would play me. And I would just destroy everyone because <laughs> <Right. laughs> I knew how to play. Yeah, it was how to play. And I'd be like, can't do that move. That's not right. And so I enjoyed it for that. And then I want to say, me and uh, my cousin Rusty, we each got this like, free download chess game or something on the computer and i practice on that a lot i can visualize where it was like a tan and brown board and you know your fucking computer graphics looking ass uh chess and i just played it all the time where i played people online and i got decent i'm not great at chess i'd probably get b right now i'm playing forever right but i at least understand how it works and shit and it's just impressive to me how deep it is and how much strategy is involved for Something that's been around so long, you would think so it would be like mastered right. right to a point to where like it's not even fun. But apparently, you know, there's lots of nuances <laughs> to the games. <laughs> right. Uh, um, my honorable mention. Yeah, well, I can tell you one right now. Clue. Clue was fun. I, I I looked at like the top seventy five online, and Clue was one of those. And I was like, yeah, that's a good one. See, Clue was one I remember wanting to play a lot as a kid. But when I actually think, I'm like, did we actually play it a lot though? Because I want to feel like you needed a lot of people, right. and your parents are like, I don't want to fucking play Clue. <laughs> right. Like, Clue's not moments? fun because it, yeah, it's ridiculous. You got to set up a bunch of stuff. Right. And- no one wants to play Clue. Right. But so when you got to play it, you like loved it. But shoots and ladders. Was, I remember it. It was fun. Um. Basically, the premise is you land on a certain square, you get this shoot that takes you almost to the end of the board game, and then you have a big slide that takes you all the way to the end, so you could be winning and still lose. Right. Basically, the same as Candyland, correct? Is it Candyland the same yeah, scenario? Yeah, Candyland's kind of the same scenario. You got different like parts of the board that do different things. Right. So. Um, now, I think what's funny is we were talking about like classic board games. Like We're not yeah. talking about cones of... <laughs> the Nostria right. or whatever the fuck it was in Parks and Rec. Uh, you know, we're not talking about like these where nerds get together and Dungeons and Dragons. Right. Not that I would, I would love to, but you know how many people have invited me to ever do that? None, ever. I would be pretty I don't know how to play good. it, but I think I'd be great at it. No one's ever invited me to play it. I know. It. I think like you roll the dice and they're like, do you want to do this, this, or this? And then you're like, oh, I want to do this. And they'll say, and then well, you, you roll need, the dice to see if you, you get, get it. Eight, yeah. you can get that. And I can totally understand it. Um, but. Most of the people that play it are fucking weirdos, you know, yeah. not to make fun of y'all too hard if you're out right. listening. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, I think it's fun that we went with classic board. Right. That's what I'm getting at here. Gotcha. Trivial Pursuit. Another one I fucking love. I was going to mention that one, but I figured it would be in your top five. Right. And it could have been, but I wanted to put upwards yeah. as like a one no one's heard of. My right. grandma and me played a lot. Look it up. Trivial Pursuit. I liked a lot. My grandparents also had that. They had the classic from the like the 70s or whatever the fuck. Yeah, this, and yeah. then they had the Baby Boomer edition. Nice. So also old as fuck right. shit. That's probably why I ran them trivial knowledge from time to time. But I remember when uh, Rusty again, uh, when he was in college in Weatherford uh, for a couple of years, um, his girlfriend at the time, uh, she thought she was like the best person ever at Trivial Pursuit. And he probably doesn't even remember this memory. It probably doesn't even, who gives a fuck, right? They yeah. probably played so many times. But I went up in high school to them, visit them in college. And I 
remember beating her ass at Trivial Pursuit to the pack. She got like pissed. Right. I'm like, how dare you win, you <laughs> fucking you know child? Yeah. <laughs> and it was the Millennium Edition. Right. I think I had the Millennial Edition as well. It was fun. Yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, I fucking love Trivial Pursuit. You mentioned Sorry or a Wabu Bob. Wahoo. Whatever the fuck. That Wahoo. Was. Wahoo Boy. Sorry, I loved as a kid, but I remember once I was done with it, I was like, dumbest fucking game and i right. hated it right but i did enjoy it up to a certain point uh trouble's fun as well have you ever played trouble i don't think so it's basically sorry but you have a little bobble cube that you push, you push down it. Yeah, yeah 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 i remember that yeah, completely it's basically that sorry but, but i played that a lot with my grandpa we would sit on the porch because he had one of those and you know, all you had to do is push it down and so he could sit on the porch with me and go and keep track of me <laughs> <laughs> right that's the way to do it uh Guess who I always thought was so awesome as a kid? Uh, are you familiar with Guess Who? Yeah, Guess Who was fun. I mean, it's but, a classic. Right, but I mean, I was thinking about it. How do they like, guess? Oh. Right. Yeah, like, <laughs> I do think it's fun if you made like a one, because I've seen them where like the Office characters or right, Game cool. of Thrones characters, you know, that'd something like cool. that. Um, now, the last three I have on my honorable mention, I think are all in the same vein of like, they're board games, but they're like the way chess is a board game. Right. Which is Chinese checkers. Way superior to normal checkers. Right, you can play like six fucking people. Yeah, um, I always like Chinese checkers. Uh, this game Hard called Mastermind. It also went by Codebreaker, and it, it, it. this exists in many video games today, where it'll be like, uh, there's like eight different colors and four spots. What colors are they? And you'll guess like uh, red, white, green, blue, and it's like one of those are right. You're like, yeah. okay, one Which of those one is four, it? and then you'll try one, and it's like, none of those are right. Okay, well, that yeah. one was the right. And you have like 20 guesses to figure right. out the pattern. It's like a code-breaking, like, if you could figure it out and be good, you'd be really smart. And right. at one time in like eighth grade, I was. Nice. But now, probably not as much. But I see it <laughs> pop up in video games. I'm like, oh, that's that game. That's code-breaker. That's a game I used to play. Yeah. Um, and then Mancala. I've, I love Mancala. Mancala's fun. It was another one of those, like, it's a free day today in junior high. Y'all can play Mancala. And then you happen to be like, there was so much more strategy than you realized right. at first. And man, call was really fun. I don't know if there's well, once like you a, figured it out, you're like, right? <laughs> but you would just wait till someone hadn't played it before, and you're like about to run the table, run the table, <laughs> guy, watch this shit. <laughs> uh, exactly how it works. So I will. I'm now curious if there's a man call a phone out because I haven't seen it anywhere. But that's the one I wanted to shout out. Nice. Um, so I think that was a pretty decent top five list there. Um, I, I agree. It was fun. All right. Uh, anything else we need to get to before you get out of here, man? No, that's it, man. All right. Well, you should make it over more often. Sorry, buddy. I know. It's cool. I can record literally. I mean, like we're doing right now in the middle of, or like on a weekday. It's fine with me. Yeah. Uh, so that can't happen. I don't know when you work till and stuff and all that these days. I, I work till five. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I used to work late like I did. Right. This Sucks. is the worst. <laughs> all right, man. Peace. Peace.